0: Hello and welcome to Fransic Rattlet's FMLA Insights Podcast. I'm Jeff Novak, an attorney at Fransic Radulet, and I'm here with my partner, Bill Picorni. For those of you who aren't familiar with Fransic Rattlet, we are a law firm of about 50 attorneys focusing on labor employment, employee benefits, and education law matters. As you are aware, each month on the FMLA Insights podcast, We focus on a different issue or question that we've come across in the course of our work on the FMLA and provide practical insight to employers in handling these issues. In this month's podcast, we're focusing on how light duty intersects with the FMLA since the concept of light duty presents some unique issues for employers under the new FMLA regulations. As to light duty and the FMLA, Let me start with a a broad statement. As a general matter, if an employee cannot perform one or more essential functions of the job, the employee has the right to take FMLA leave, has the absolute right to take that leave. And this is so even if the employer is willing to provide the employee with a light-duty job. That being said, the employee can voluntarily agree to assume a light-duty position instead of taking FMLA leave, so long as there's no coercion on the part of the employer. If the employee voluntarily agrees to light-duty, the employee can go ahead and take that position instead of taking leave. This makes sense since, practically speaking, few employees have the ability to take an unpaid leave of absence and often opt for a position that provides some level of compensation. Also, in many states, an employee loses certain workers' compensation benefits if they don't accept a light-duty position. However, where light-duty and the FMLA are involved, two general rules apply. If the employee performs light-duty work, the time in that position cannot count against an employee's FMLA allotment. This is a departure from several court cases that found under the old rules, the employer could count light duty time against an employee's FMLA allotment. That's no longer the case. Under the new rules, employers cannot count light duty against the FMLA. Also, where light duty is involved, the employee has the right to be restored to the same or equivalent position held at the time FMLA leave began. Let me put that another way. The employee's right to restoration under the FMLA is stayed or put on hold during the time of light duty. In any event, the employee's right to restoration ceases at the end of the employer's 12 month FMLA year. Let me illustrate that last point by using an example. Let's assume you have an employee, an assembly line processor who is injured on the job lifting a heavy tray of equipment, and he severely injures his back. And there are plenty of other examples that can be substituted here, with the final result being that the employee cannot perform the essential functions of his job. Let's assume that because of the injury and the inability to do the work, this employee takes four weeks of FMLA leave. Then he voluntarily returns... To a light duty assignment for 12 weeks. At the end of the 12 weeks, the light duty assignment ends according to uh, the employer's policy that's in place for light duty work. At this time, the employee can either be restored to his pre-FMLA position, assuming that he can perform the essential functions of that job, or if he's unable to return to the position, the employee may take up to the remaining eight weeks of FMLA leave he has. So here's where the change in the regulations come in. Because light-duty work cannot be countered against an FMLA allotment, this employee's job protection is, is essentially extended through a combination of both light-duty work and FMLA leave. At the conclusion of the eight weeks of FMLA leave, the employee still has the right to be restored to his pre-FMLA position or an equivalent one, again, assuming that he can perform the essential functions of the job. This this question of a right to restoration for a 12-month period of time, Bill, the, the new regs state that as to the employee on light duty, he or she has a right to restoration um, essentially for for 12 months, that that right only ceases at the end of the 12-month FMLA period. What does the Department of Labor mean by this, and and what's the practical effect of this regulation?
1: Well, Jeff, what the Department of Labor is is saying here is essentially that uh, an employee's right to job restoration under the FMLA uh, even though the FMLA only allows for 12 weeks of leave, that right to restoration can continue indefinitely uh, as long as the employee is on a light duty status rather than uh, on FMLA leave and ticking off their 12 weeks uh, of actual leave under the FMLA. The only limitation that's placed on that is the twelve uh, month fmLA uh, leave year uh, so that uh, once an employee uh, has a uh, is incapacitated and requires light duty, um, the uh, restoration right uh, is not completely indefinite it ends within a year, but still that's a, a rather long time for uh, for some employers and a long time for an employee to be on fmLA leave so the uh, revisions to the rule do. Uh, really create a significant new right here for employees.
0: And it's important to note that the new rules do not require employers to create light-duty positions or that they even be of a certain duration. Rest assured, we're not telling employers that they uh, must offer a light-duty position to employees who um, might have an FMLA-triggering event pursuant to the employer's policies or practices, the employer has the absolute right to set the parameters for light-duty work. Where the FMLA and the regulations come into play is when the employer actually has that light-duty assignment available. Uh, The employer then needs to be mindful of these new regulations. And keep in mind that if the employee takes FMLA leave, Exhausts all 12 weeks available to him or her and can only then, at that point, return to light duty work and nothing more. At that point, FMLA rights are exhausted. The employer is not required to restore the employee to that pre FMLA position. So keep in mind, you can't charge light duty against FMLA, and there's an assumption, as Bill um, pointed out, that um, the light duty position. Um, while the employee is in that light duty position, they have the right to be restored to their previous position, assuming they can perform the job. Bill, another question we receive is whether an employer can pay an employee less while on light duty. Is that true?
1: Uh, yes. Um, and actually, the uh, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, that's the federal appellate court here in Chicago, has stated that there's no such thing as FMLA light duty. So to the extent that an employer offers light duty, it can do so pretty much at the rate it chooses to pay for that position. Um, Subject to all of the uh, the restrictions and the the restoration rights that uh, we've talked about before, um, but the FMLA does not uh, dictate any pay requirements for that light duty position. But uh, as you know, w- with uh, pretty much anything, a lawyer says there's qualifications on that. Consult with your workers' compensation attorney if it's a workers' comp issue, um, and uh, of course uh, any uh, collective bargaining agreements or other uh, contractual obligations to employees. Those sorts of things uh, would need to be considered as well. That concludes our FMLA Insights podcast. Thanks for
0: listening. If you have any questions about the FMLA or if you have any ideas for an upcoming FMLA podcast, please email us at fmla at frantic.com. This podcast is a free production of Fransic Radlet. Frantic Radlet's podcast and website are intended for general informational purposes only and are not legal advice. While we encourage your feedback, please do not send us any confidential information unless you are a client of our firm, as your communications with us may not be privileged.